Welcome to the Sex, Kids, and the Internet Show with Buddy Knight. Our show addresses real threats to families in the 21st century, internet pornography, online predators, and sexual immorality. Since we are talking about sensitive matters of an adult nature, please use headphones or make sure children aren't nearby, even if they're sleeping. Get ready to take some notes, grab your Bible, and discover how you can protect yourself, your marriage, and your children from threats facing us today. Ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us this week for the second show of Sex, Kids, and the Internet. Believe it or not, a Christian show designed to help equip families and singles to deal with threats we find in the 21st century. Threats to our purity, our relationship with Christ. Because even if we're a Christian and we've accepted Christ, if we become involved with sexual sin, especially something as shameful as pornography, I mean, think about it. Adultery has less of an impact on people than pornography as far as the shame factor. But if we become involved with any either of them, we've got guilt, we've got sin, and that separates us in our relationship. And that separates us in our relationship with Christ. We don't want to spend time with him because we know what we need to talk about. We may not want to give it up. So last week we talked a little bit about the problem. And I'd like to start off this week by talking about why I'm even involved with this. Later on, a few months, I'll go into the whole story of how I got into this. But you may wonder, you're an ordained minister. Why aren't you pursuing evangelism or you're doing this or doing this in your traditional church roles? Well, the simple answer would be God called me to this. But there's more to it because God does more than just call somebody. He always calls people for a reason. Being retired military, I want you to think about it in this way. The evangelist is like that guy in the recruiting station signing our kids up for the Marines or the Navy or the Coast Guard. He gets them in the family. He gets them saved. But we all know that just getting saved isn't the whole story. It's just the beginning of a journey. You'll have other people who are going to teach a new Christian how to study their Bible. They'll talk about tithing. They'll talk about all the basics of the Christian faith. And that's like that recruit in the Marines going to basic training. And maybe even when you, t- when you teach someone how to share their faith through the faith evangelism or continuous witnessing or the four uh, spiritual laws or the Roman road, that's like advanced infantry training. What I'm doing is tra- like sending that Marine for training on how to survive weapons of mass destruction gas or germs that are coming in, you can't see them, you don't think they're coming, and all of a sudden they're there. It's not the normal threat, but it's a dangerous threat. So that's how I view my ministry coming into this. Because, like we said last week, the Bible talks about sex, and it talks about sexual sin. Therefore, we need to engage this issue as well. And this week I want us to ask a question. Why is pornography a sin? Because a survey or two, or three, or four, has shown that many Christians, including evangelicals, including liberals, the whole spectrum, many, as possibly as many as a third, don't see a problem morally with pornography. After all, I'm not with anybody. I'm not physically interacting with anybody. It's just video. It's just a movie. It's just a story. By the way, not to metal, but ladies, that includes your semi-pornographic romance novels. But why is it a sin? Well, let's go back to my seminary days when I took Greek. 
And by the way, that's not a fun course. You, I don't care what denomination you are. On the final, you do pray for the gift of tongues. But if we look at the word pornography, it actually is a combination of two Greek words from ancient Greece. Porneia and grapho. Now, porneia, when it's written in the, a religious setting, refers to sexual sin. When the word was used in secular writing, it basically stood for unauthorized sexual activity. Grapho was writing. Because that's all they really had back then, although they did have some art. And so pornography comes from words that mean material involving sexual sin. So it's any media that we want to talk about today, whether it's video, audio, text, on the internet, on cable TV, or in a, like I said, romance novel, that deals with sexual sin in an erotic, arousing way. Because sin is what's going on in the story or the video. Rarely do you see or read pornography that deals with just a husband and a wife engaged in intimate relations in a healthy manner. And even if you did, what's going on in your mind is not, well, look how they're nurturing their relationship. And they're also keeping themselves in tip-top physical condition. They're a good example. I'm sorry. If you're watching them on video or reading a story about them, you're thinking sinful thoughts. Thoughts. My thoughts matter? Yeah. Jesus said that in Matthew. When they asked him about adultery, he said, look, it's not whether you sleep with someone else. It's when you look at someone else with lust, desire, and fantasy. That is also adultery. Remember, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they don't just limit their interest into the physical. But they're concerned about the spiritual. What's going on in our heart? You can be as faithful to your husband or wife as you want, physically. But if you're looking at somebody at church or at the gym or walking down the street and you're going, Oh, man. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Jesus says that's sin. And it's all over our society. And through pornography, Satan is able to give us ideas that go beyond what God intends for a healthy relationship between husbands and wives, such as frequently group sex, deviant sexualities, sex outside of marriage. Pornography corrupts our understanding of what God intended to be a beautiful and powerful part of his design for you, me, and our families. It's really very insidious, and it's really sin. Whether you're watching it on cable, or you're reading it in a book, or you're listening to it on an MP3 player, as we'll talk about in a later show, that's out there too. So, if pornography is a problem, what do we do about it? Well, the most effective thing for us to do, if we don't want to be involved with it, is to sell our homes and go find a piece of land out in Wyoming, away from everything, and build a 19th century hut and live in it. I don't know about y'all, but my spouse might divorce me over that one, even though she's a good Christian. But if we're going to live in the 21st century, we need to understand 
why pornography hurts us and why we need to avoid it. Pornography hurts us in several ways. It gives us unrealistic expectations. Like I said, those folks on the movie, they took time to film that. They took time to write that story, to craft it. Everything's perfect. The kids never knock on the door saying that Johnny fell down the stairs and is bleeding. The phone never rings. Nothing bad ever happens. It's idealized. It's like a movie. And everybody is doing everything, and they're doing it perfectly. Not in the real world. So we get unrealistic expectations. We also get unrealistic expectations of our partner. Those folks in the movies and in, and in fiction, the part that's written, they have superhuman physical capabilities, stamina, strength, and flexibility. And then we go to our own lives and we go, well, that's not how it looked or whatever on the porn, on the video. You also have the problem that everybody is always able to make love whenever they want at the drop of a dime. I've got four kids, folks. That doesn't work. My wife and I actually have to schedule time alone. And we've come up with some pretty good ways of doing it. You also have the unrealistic problem of comparison. Remember, we're told in the Bible not to give the enemy a foothold that can become a stronghold. Yet, if I'm viewing pornography, and in that video is a 27-year-old woman, very attractive, very good physical shape, and then I compare her to anybody my age, near about, and I'm pushing 50. How do you think things are going to work out? Satan can then cause dissatisfaction a dissatisfied feeling to happen. Keep in mind, we won't compare ourselves with the person of our own gender who also is in good shape, doesn't need to go on a diet. Pornography also consumes our time. People who become involved in pornography spend hours, maybe even late at night, pursuing what becomes an addiction because it does become an addiction. And pornography destroys our view of what a healthy sexual relationship between a godly man and woman should be. God designed us to enjoy each other within the safe zone of marriage. Pornography causes us to be dissatisfied with what goes on in that safe zone. And finally, for many single people and our teenagers, pornography involvement, especially once it becomes addiction, And for those who are 23, 24, and younger, that addiction can take hold in less than two weeks. It prevents them because of the time it consumes and the easy opportunity it gives them for entertainment. It prevents them from developing a sound, real-world relationship. And so aside from just being worried about our kids' development, parents, we need to realize this will keep them from leaving the house later on, getting married and leaving. And let's face it, Aren't we looking forward to a degree to some empty nesting? We're one down, three to go. I love my kids, but we want them to be healthy. So this is a quick understanding of why pornography is bad for us and why it's a sin. It violates God's sanctity of marriage. It indicates and gets us interested in unhealthy sexual activities. And finally, 
it hurts our marriages and the marriages of our children. Join us next week. Look forward to seeing or hearing from you. And next week, we're going to talk about how pornographers market to families on the Internet, on cable, even on cell phones. And wait till you hear what the biggest money maker in Europe is. So visit us at knightsquest.org. Remember, that's Knights with a K. And don't forget to be thinking of questions you'd like us to deal with later in the year. Go to our website at www.knightsquest.org. That's Knights with a K and an S at the end. And visit our website and also visit the ApostleRadio.org site. They'll have links on how you can send questions to us because we're going to do some Q&A shows later in the year. And don't forget to pray for us. Satan does not like what we're doing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Sex, Kids, and the Internet show, where we're not promoting pornography, but equipping families to defend themselves against 21st century temptations. Why? Because the threat is out there, and the Bible addresses it. The information and views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of ApostleRadio.org. For more information about Night's Quest Ministries, the producer of the show, visit ApostleRadio.org in their Programs tab, or visit our site at KnightsQuest.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your returning next week. Remember, spread the word. We'll be here. The pre- and post-production of Sex, Kids, and the Internet was engineered at Tucker Communications and aired on ApostleRadio.org. To contact, go to www.tukco.net.